Hello, my name is Farron Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arda. COVID-19 is on the rise again in Ireland and that is alarming. And we've been asked by the government to close our churches for Sunday worship. And I know that's disheartening to so many of our people. During the first lockdown, which lasted for nearly three months, uh, we used online services to great effect. And so at this time, uh, we've asked our parishes to go online. Many of them are doing that. And the diocese itself will be conducting services online. And so the series of services, which I hope you will enjoy, uh, will be compilations of live streams that took place when we were able to go to church in uh, the summer months uh, and also taken by clergy and uh, lay people uh, in their own churches uh, at this time when we're closed. At a time like this we need to keep our eyes fixed upon the Lord. In the Psalms we read, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. And so we pray for ourselves and we pray for the needs of our community and our country and the world at this time. In the strong name of Jesus. God bless. Good morning and a very warm welcome to all of you as you join us on this Christ the King Sunday. The day when we give Jesus the name he truly deserves, Christ the King. During this time of lockdown due to COVID-19, Many lives have been adversely affected. A few weeks ago, our diocesan service was dedicated to our young people. And today's service is for our seniors. So seniors, whether you're joining us from your homes, a nursing home or hospital, you are most welcome. You, the older members of our parishes and communities, the people who laid the foundations for our faith and our churches, we owe you so much. And we know that your lives have changed due to shielding, isolation, loneliness, not being able to see your children and your grandchildren, not being able to attend church or go to your social events. And we want you to know that you're valued and that as a diocese, we are praying for you. You have not been forgotten. We also think about families who have lost loved ones during the pandemic, when funerals and grieving have changed and the support that we are well known for here in Ireland cannot gather around you to support you. Let us pray. Help us, Lord, to worship you, the King of glory, the Lord of lords, the King of kings. In the midst of the chaos around us, we pray that your kingdom will reign in all our hearts and that our older folk and those who have been bereaved will know your love, your peace and your hope in their lives. And this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Our opening hymn is hymn number 281, Rejoice, the Lord is King.
we're going to confess our sins now. If you look uh, at the words in bold on the screen, if you join in on those parts, uh, we come before God, we make ourselves humble uh, and open before him. We confess to him and we accept the forgiveness that he gives to all who truly repent. And if we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, God will forgive our sins and cleanse us from all that is wrong. Let us therefore confess our sins to God our Father. Heavenly Father, we have sinned against you and against our neighbour in thought and word and deed, through negligence, through weakness, through our own deliberate fault, by what we have done and by what we have failed to do. We are truly sorry and repent of all our sins for the sake of your Son, Jesus Christ, who died for us. Forgive us all that is past and grant that we may serve you in newness of life to the glory of your name. Amen. Almighty God, who forgives all who truly repent, have mercy on us. Pardon and deliver us from all our sins. Confirm and strengthen us in all goodness and keep us in eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. A reading from Lamentations chapter 3, reading verses 21 to 33. Yet this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope, because the Lord's great love we are not consumed, for his compassion never fail. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. I say to myself, the Lord is my portion, therefore I will wait for him. The Lord is good to those whose hope is in him, to the one who seeks him. It is good to wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. It is good for a man to bear the yoke while he is young. Let him sit alone in silence, for the Lord has laid it on him. Let him bury his face in the dust. There may yet be hope. Let him offer his cheek to one who would strike him, and let him be filled with disgrace. For men are not cast off by the Lord forever. Though he brings grief, he will show compassion. So great is his unfailing love. For he does not willingly bring affliction or grief to the children of men. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God.
The negative thing was the complete lack of social life. No meals out, no friends, nothing. That, to me, was a big loss. The hard part is feeling very lonely, not seeing my friends and not being able to go dancing, and also the fear of getting COVID. The hardest part for me is the lack of freedom and seeing family and friends. So the hardest part would be not seeing the family. And... The family, the grandchildren and our own uh, sons and daughter. What I miss most is the close contact with the family, the visits and the hugs from the grandchildren. And of course, the Sunday service at home, even though the diocesan service which is great, it helps to fill in. The loneliness and not being able to visit my friends, not being able to go out for the day or go on a bus trip, which I used to enjoy so much. I can't do that now. The worst thing I found about the pandemic was just forgetting to do things I should have been doing, trying to remember all the right things to do, like washing the hand, keeping socially distanced. And the first lockdown I found was very difficult as we felt so confined to being at home. There was the fear too of being, being with others. It's a little bit easier this time around as it, you can get out to do essential shopping and physically say hello to people. Not that I can think of right now. Pandemic has encouraged me to look closely at all the things I am thankful for. On the positive side, uh, it made me realize how fortunate we are to have space to move around in the country. And I feel sympathy for those in the crowded cities who are boxed in and afraid to move out. Well, I'm so thankful to have my garden when so other, many others lived in such cramped conditions. And um, another thing is how wonderfully good my family are to me. I have a lot to be thankful for. It has given us time to think and reflect and be more appreciative of our blessings and be more considerate towards others. The fact that uh, none of our family has got it, or uh, none of our neighbours that we know of has had it, uh, I think we have to take that as a positive. The only positive outcome for me from COVID is that I escaped it so far. I missed the Sunday services with the churches being closed. It was great to tune into services online. It wasn't quite like being physically in church, but it was lovely to have that option. The positive would be watching church service on a Sunday in bed. Hello, my name is Ferran Glenfield. I'm the Church of Ireland Bishop of Kilmore, Elfin and Arden. Let's pray using the words of the psalmist. Lord, open our eyes that we might see wonderful things from your word. And we ask this through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. November is a month of remembrance. It begins on All Saints Day when we remember those who have died in the faith of Jesus Christ and now who worship 
who are gathered on another shore in a multitude that no one can number in the nearer presence of God. That is quickly followed by Remembrance Day, when we reflect and remember those who gave their lives and those whose lives were torn apart by war and conflict in our world. And we commit ourselves to the way of peace. 2020 has been an extraordinary year. We will not forget this year easily, for it will be the COVID year, when our world has been torn apart by the coronavirus, COVID-19. And today, we remember those whose lives have been lost through COVID. And in particular, we want to remember those whose lives have been deeply affected by the coronavirus, especially those in our community, our senior members uh, of our churches, of our parishes, of our diocese, those over 70 in the biblical term three score and ten. Their lives have been confined, they've been shielded from the effects of COVID-19. They haven't been able to meet their family and their friends. They haven't been able to partake of their normal run of activities. Their world has been confined. They've been incredibly isolated. And those two who are confined to nursing homes have been further isolated from their family and friends, not receiving visitors at all for long periods of time. And it's been incredibly difficult. Today we want to look in scripture at someone who experienced confinement of an extraordinary kind, Jeremiah of Jerusalem. For 40 years he was God's spokesperson at the final end, as it were, of the kingdom of Judah. He prophesied in four kings' times. And he prophesied that a car crash was coming because the kings, the elite, the priests and those who ran the temple in Jerusalem were driving on the wrong side of the road along a highway which was going to lead to destruction. And the car crash came in the catastrophe of an invasion by the superpower of the day, the Babylonians, who besieged Jerusalem and broke through its walls and caused carnage and death and destruction and destroyed the temple and took the king and the elite away never to return to the land of Judah. And Jeremiah was there. He was blamed by the elite for this. Can you imagine that? He became the scapegoat. And in the years and the days, the last days of Judah, in the reign of Zedekiah, he was confined to prison. He was locked up and locked away in lockdown, not knowing what his fate would hold. Miraculously, Jeremiah survived this confinement. And he wrote a memory of those difficult and demanding days for him and for the people of God in a book called The Lamentations of Jeremiah. In graphic detail, line 
by line in this poetic work, Jeremiah underscores and graphically describes the suffering as people awaited the fate of the coming Babylonians and what happened when they came. It's a difficult and demanding read if you read through Lamentations. The suffering is unimaginable. And Jeremiah was at the heart of that suffering. But in the middle of this book of odes, the Lamentations of Jeremiah, comes a glimmer of hope. In the verses that we have read from chapter 3, verses 22 to verses 35. In the midst of suffering, Jeremiah reflects, this I called to mind, therefore I have hope. What is it that Jeremiah calls to mind as he remembers the catastrophe of the Babylonian invasion? The lines which follow in verses 22 and onwards focus on God, the source of the believer's hope. And this focus on God is fourfold in these verses. First, in the landscape of the believer's life. Listen to Jeremiah's words. The steadfast love of the Lord, the mercies of God, the faithfulness of God never cease, never end. Therefore, there is hope. Despite past or present sufferings. Maybe we need to hear these words afresh this morning. Secondly, the focus of God as a focus of hope is noticed in the anticipation of the believer's life in verses 23 to 27. Waiting, seeking, learning of the Lord is a prelude to salvation. The dawn comes even after the darkest night. Many of us are in that dark night of autumn at the moment. And as the COVID-19 restrictions shroud our land, there is deep darkness. In this darkness, like Jeremiah, we wait upon the Lord. His salvation will surely come. There will be light. There will be hope. Thirdly, the focus on God is made real in the experience of the believer's life. There are times when one has to just simply take whatever comes as Jeremiah had to do in that prison dungeon in Jerusalem. The words, verses 29 and 30, Jeremiah reveals that he is abandoned in silence. He is led low. His ears have been filled with insults. How difficult and how demanding to be in such a place then as now. And lastly, the focus on God, the source of hope, is apparent in the purpose of God in the believer's life. 
in these final verses in our passage, verses 31 to 33. Abandonment, grief, affliction are not the final words. The final words of God are compassion and kindness and mercy. These are the words of God's grammar. And the word mercy is based on the Hebrew word for womb, that place where a child is born, that place where an anticipated child is loved and nurtured. We, in these difficult days, must fix our minds on the incredible, active, and unsearchable womb-like love of God. He is our hope in this time of despair. Remembrance. This year will go down like no other year. 2020 will be known forever in our thinking as the coronavirus, the COVID year. The year of great loss. The loss of life. The loss of liberty when our lives have been confined, restricted, the things that we took for granted have been stripped away, particularly for those of our seniors. And the loss of livelihoods, family firms, family businesses, family farms, have suffered a great, great loss. And many of them may not return. The time of deep uncertainty, of deep anxiety and darkness. The lamentations of Jeremiah remind us that the steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. New every morning is his love. Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion says my soul, therefore I will hope in him. Let us pray. Lord of all hopefulness, Lord of all joy, break into our lives. Give us a glimmer of hope. Help us to hold on to you. Help us to wait for your salvation. And give us resilience. And give us Give us gratitude that you are our God, the God of all hopefulness and the God of all joy. And this we ask in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen.
join together and say the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, God's only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died and was buried. He descended to the dead. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven. He is seated at the right hand of the Father, and he will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, you've promised to hear when we pray in the name of your Son. Therefore, in confidence and trust, we pray for the church, for our bishop and all the parish clergy, especially with the frustrations of limited pastoral ministry at this time. May they find creative ways to care for your people. Grant them sensitivity to the needs of the sick, the lonely and the bereaved and enable them to bring good news to all the communities they serve. Father, enliven the church for its mission, even in these times. That all your people may be salt and light to the world. Breathe fresh life into your people. And give us power to reveal Christ in word and action. We pray for the world in this time of pandemic, not forgetting that in many places conflict destroys lives and communities. We pray for all in positions of power that they may truly seek the welfare of those they govern. We pray for our respective governments. Give them courage to take difficult and unpopular decisions. Give them a vision of a better world Societies which live in harmony with one another and the natural world. We give thanks for all who strive for peace. We give thanks for all engaged in scientific research. We give thanks for all who serve their communities in caring for the environment, the sick and dying, the frail and elderly, the poor and disadvantaged. Creator of all, lead us and all people into ways of justice and peace. That we may respect one another in freedom and truth. Awaken in us a sense of wonder for the earth and all that is in it. Teach us to care creatively for its resources. We pray for the community. Enable us, Lord, to bloom where we have been planted to serve you in the context of our homes, our communities and beyond. May the Holy Spirit gift us with discernment that we may know through his guidance how best to serve you. We give thanks for the energy, enthusiasm and joy that our young people bring. And thanks too for the knowledge, perseverance and faithfulness that grow as other lives unfold. 
May we appreciate too the experience, wisdom and integrity of the elderly in our communities. Teach us that every member of the body is required for us to move forward. It is in serving that we discover our purpose and value. May those who lead in our communities act with integrity, compassion and courage. Give grace to all whose lives are linked with ours. May we serve Christ in one another and love as he loves us. We pray for those in need. We take a moment to remember the Lord's presence with us in our prayers. So often we have no idea how we should pray when we see others hurting. Teach us, Lord, that it is not our words, but our compassion and companionship that is our prayer. Imagine holding or hugging each person that you bring to Jesus. We live in a hurting world where so much anxiety and sickness besets us. Walk with us, Lord. Be our companion, that we may be a companion to others on the journey. God of hope, comfort and restore all who suffer in body, mind or spirit. May they know the power of your healing love. Make us willing agents of your compassion. Strengthen us as we share in making people whole. Lord, you have called us to serve you. Grant that we may walk in your presence, your love in our hearts, your truth in our minds, your strength in our wills, until at the end of our journey we may know the joy of our homecoming and the welcome of your embrace through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. So we join together in the Christian family prayer as we say, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. Well, let's uh, join together in this final prayer uh, of, uh, from the Book of Common Prayer. Together we pray. Grant, O Lord, that the word which we've heard today may so take root in our hearts that we, living in accordance with your holy will, may ever praise and magnify your glorious name through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Let's end our time together with the blessing. May God, the giver of hope, fill you with all joy and peace because you trust in him so that you may have abundant hope through the power of the Holy Spirit. And may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit be with you and remain with you always. Amen.
Shall